Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, as well as Relentless, who has the spiciest takes and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. I'm your host, LaZero, and I'm joined by Wabbits. How's it going, Wabbits? Yeah, what's up? I'm doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good? That is amazing. I have, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a weird couple of days. My my contract has officially ended. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whether that's made me more productive or less productive is a question in itself. Uh, there is, you know, do I, should I be sensible? Should I not be sensible? But regardless, I will be uh, productive in the case of Rocket League because <gasps> we, we have that tournament coming up on July 3rd where there are some monster teams. This is the, uh, no hold sparred tournament. This is the, uh, what do you call it there? There's no MMR cap. I'm mm-hmm. literally, it's whoever you find they're on your team. Yeah. Only if, only exception is Messi's not allowed to play. <laughs> you can find so another sad. SSL, but Messi, sorry, you're out, dude. Come um, with a full SSL team as long as Messi's not a part of it. Sadly. Yeah, if you if you achieve the 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 rank of Hall of Famer, then one tournament it'll just be a show match between the two Hall of Famers. I think Ooh. Uh, I think that will be like a thing we'll do. Uh but there's no one near that rank, I don't think. I think Vance might be at two, actually. I don't know. Wabs, I know you're at like four, so technically you need one more, right? Uh, so were we removing all previous ones? What's happening with this? Oh just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I I I think we're removing all previous ones. And we're just being like, hey, simplest. starting now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because honestly, if you ask me about the Hall of Fame, you'd be like, yeah, I've won three times. I'm like, I don't doubt it. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Um. So yeah, that that's a big one. And guess what? There will be. All right. Ooh. Possibly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A special guest commentator um, in none other than Relentless. He hit me up and then didn't respond afterwards, but he hit me up saying he may be able to co-host for the tourney. So I said, sure, let me know. Uh, and he'll let us know. So maybe he'll be there. Maybe you won't. That sounds uh, exactly like my previous conversation, like text conversations with you. It's just like somebody says something and then the other person responds, sure. And that's it. <laughs> No, but he didn't say sh- sure. He said, I may be available. I'm like, awesome. Let me know by Wednesday. And no response yet. So maybe he'll let me know by tomorrow. Maybe not. We'll find uh, out. The fact that Wabs is is more responsive than Relentless is kind of shows a lot, you know? <laughs> that's, oh, oh, that's not good. I'm horrible well, I for responding. <laughs> I think, I think Wabs does have a degree of, it depends how important the thing is whether he responds or not. So I appreciate that, at least from you, Wabs. Okay, that might actually just be pure luck. I'm not going to lie. Because it could just because of our friendship. You know? That's also a thing. That's also a thing. <laughs> um, I am horrible with responding. It's literally like a, a coin flip. I'm like, oh, am I going to respond to this now? Or am I just going to forget? <laughs> I mean, and fair enough. Fair enough. That's how it goes. Like, I could probably go down my... Uh, my mentions and see or my, my dms and be like okay half of them are texts that i forgot to uh, respond to and half of them are have been me sending the last message and that's it those are the only, op- only options uh, of course they are of course they are. <laughs> um but that's not what we're here to talk about okay you want you want that kind of banter True. You can uh, you can talk on the pre-show. Uh, you can listen to the pre-show where we talk about literally random stuff. No, yes. um, what I did want to talk about relating to Relentless because um, you know he he might be in that tournament. Um, is he posted recently uh, in the Discord that he has hit GC again? He got his GC rewards, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it has inspired me to play more threes again. Because <gasps> uh, if Relentless can do it, then. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Then anybody can do it, of course. <laughs> then anybody can do it. Uh, yep. Then anybody can do it. Yeah. So in that same brand, same vein of uh, of thought, um, I've foregone threes for a little bit, except for like, you know, more serious threes. So just mm-hmm. ranked. I've foregone that for twos and rumble slash hoops. I've, it's great. I actually... 
if you haven't watched the Sunless Con video with the best Rumble players in the world, please do. Mm. Um, I did skip that one, so <laughs> I will say. I looked at it. I'm like, eh. <laughs> I've, I've thought about that with a lot of things, but this is a, an amazing video. If you're like, if you just don't like Rumble, if you're like, oh man, I don't really care about playing Rumble. It's like, it's too much RNG. It's not great. It's not a fun fun game mode because I just want threes and I don't want threes with randomness. Mm, mm-hmm. If you think like that, then you know you're a bad Rumble player and it's fine. Um, you can do that, but please watch the video and be and be open minded. If you can be open minded. I hated Rumble before I watched it. It was awful. It was disgusting. I looked at it and I'm like, I never want to play this. I don't know why Combo would ever talk about this a year or three years ago. Like, <laughs> and now, now you've changed your mind. Now I'm changing my mind. Um, Interesting. Because the the big thing that got me was like, it's not threes. Stop thinking it's threes. Mm. Um, they they just straight up say that, and it's like, stop doing threes rotations because it's wrong. it's not threes it's like it's like trying to do a threes rotation in twos it just doesn't work wait Um, that's so interesting is there is a specific reason for that yes uh so what ends up happening is when you play rumble um you have to keep in mind power-ups obviously everybody knows this power-ups are extremely important in rumble um a lot of people will just completely throw them away and randomly use them in my games of rumble i think it's a it's a toss up between people waiting and using their uh, um, their power ups correctly, and just like ten seconds after kickoff, seven different power ups go off. It's actually crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it because this is like this is in C high C two uh, Rumble because you know I haven't played Rumble too much, so I'm still low. I'm I'm grinding my way up. I haven't really lost any games, but um, <laughs> so in C the C two Rumble area is just. A 50-50. It's either people wait and are like, okay, what power-ups did I get? Is this useful? Let me use this properly. And those people are probably pretty bad at, uh, at threes, but they're good at rumble, so that's good. And then there's people who are good at threes and bad at rumble and just like spam that button. Whoever gets off their power-up first wins the game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because uh, I'm just sitting at the back just doing nothing and, and chilling. That aside, let me answer your question. Um, why is the rotation different? The rotation's different because the power-ups are extremely important um, mm-hmm. to people who know how to use them. So let's say you, you know, uh, the haymaker, the punching glove, um, the the, the haymaker. Oh my goodness! Uh-huh. Sorry, I, I'm going to stop you there. Okay, whoever came up with that nickname, okay, should get punched in the face <laughs> to stay on brand because um, they've never, cl- they've clearly never boxed in their life. Uh, but I, I digress. Uh, oh so, my goodness! A haymaker, the spray punch. <laughs> Come on, guys! All right, you either call it the jab or the cross. But if you're doing anything else, I'm let me tell you, you: if you think it's a straight punch, you're wrong. It never goes straight unless what you're very mean? good. Um, the ball, it, it's doing. No, but the punch. It's. I'm not saying that where, you, where the head that, flies. That okay? doesn't matter. I'm saying where the punch is. Set, Don't pretend okay? that the punch matters in in terms of rock league. That's like saying that. Um, you're, I'm just saying it's the wrong terminology, okay? And I'm saying if you if you are going to use haymaker, the ball better be curving or something, okay? If you're trying to, either the ball or the glove better be curving. If there's no curve movement, get out of here. Okay, what about this? You're driving sideways, like perpendicular to the ball's movement, and then you use it. You're the punch technically goes in the straight direction, but the spring back moves, right? So you're kind of moving with the punch. It ends up going on a, a slight curve with it. Thoughts? As a professional boxer. As a, as a former <laughs> professional boxer, uh-huh. uh, um, I'd like to say that if your recoil is taking longer than your punch, you're doing something wrong. Um, <laughs> if There's you literally your no arm recoil back with that. To, no, no, no! You're you're trying to say that like curves after you hit it. That doesn't make any. No, like, no, no. After like, after you hit the button, before the ball hits. The spring is moving. The punch is still going out. You're just like moving with it, you know. Okay, at that point, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm imagining a, like a lariat, like a pro wrestling lariat. Okay, not a hook punch. Imagine you're sticking your arm out and you're running through. Things. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where my analogy changes. Okay. Um, all right, all right. So, going back to the haymaker, that's. Super- <laughs> 
that's threatening uh like from anywhere on the map the um the boomer shot is threatening from anywhere on the map plunger is threatening from anywhere on the map spikes at 90 percent okay 50 to 60 to 70 percent of the things are extremely threatening from anywhere on the field whether it's their corner um they can hit your net and there's nothing that you can do to to cover that if you're in a proper mm. three rotation because you're probably in midfield and that's bad you don't want to be in midfield if they can just put it in um so that alone forces one person to always be covering net. Like you pretty much oh, want somebody. Yeah. You want somebody to be extremely far back and have very wide rotations with that. Um, because then one that allows you to be covering the net in general, but it also allows people to use their, uh, their power ups on rotation because it takes, it would take roughly the 10 seconds to go through maybe like you can get two rotations through if you wanted to go for a quick one or whatever else, but your rotations are somewhat based around the power ups themselves, and the power ups are also um, or the rotations are based on the effects of the power up. So it it's an extremely interesting and like very very nuanced uh, game mode that if you really want to get into the theory behind it, it's deep. The sunless point goes well, like this. Yeah, I think what's interesting is like. I think the one consequence of Rumble is a lot of people when they see Rocket League, they kind of want it to be as close to a sport as possible, right? Yeah. Um, and Rumble definitely takes it into way more video game-esque, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, there's no way you can confuse League of Legends with, like, your traditional sports, right? There's no, mm-hmm. like, like it's not as close of a comparison, but Rocket League's always had a thing where it kind of is like, yeah, it's like a sport because it's physics-based and all that, yeah. all that stuff they say. All that gibberish. Um, so, uh, but no, I think Rumble is definitely interesting because you have to look at all the power ups and kind of how effectively to use them. And so you're saying essentially there has to always be someone back just because the potential threat of each power up is that that big. Yes. Uh, from what I'm getting. Okay. Kind of with that, I, we're kind of on this topic and I thought maybe I'd ask you. So can you tell me maybe in general, like when you should use certain power ups or how you should use certain power ups in the game? Like maybe we can go through each of them. Oh, God. I'm not going to try and pretend to be a be a, anyone who has Rule of any thumb, information. Okay, 60% of the time, how should you use each power up? No, I'm not even going to say this. Oh like, my goodness. I do not know Rumble Theory. Rumble okay. Theory is very deep. There's spread, spreadsheets. There's um, the Rumble Discord. There's a whole bunch of stuff that like very specific scenarios and very specific things will allow things to happen. In terms of like, what's the best offensive power up? What's the um, best defensive power up? What's the best power up in general? All of that is scenario dependent and it's um, dependent on a whole bunch of other things as well. Big thing about it is that there are spreadsheets. I don't know them. I haven't looked at them because I don't want to get that into Rumble yet. I want to at least get to GC before I consider that. (laughs) So so I think you can probably get a better answer. just by watching that sunless video um, mm-hmm. and being aware of what the the two players are doing on the field while they're just talking. Um, mm-hmm. So you can look at people using the haymaker defensively in extremely good ways. Obviously, using it against spikes is 90% of the time a bad idea. You don't want to use the haymaker against spikes because the person can just drive right through it. However, if they are moving in a certain direction and are in the air, then the haymaker against spike is actually super, uh, super threatening because it just kills momentum. Mm. Um, it there's too much. <laughs> there's too much. <laughs> there's so much, and that's the thing with Rumble. It's not just like okay, there's three cars in the field. There's uh, the potential of um, having to play around like the positioning, the possibility of a cut, boost conservation. What's going on with this? By the way, something I figured out that's amazing is if you're using the oh god the boost thing, whatever I don't remember what it is, um, <laughs> like the boost power up, yeah. um, it sucks. <laughs> Straight up, it's not a fun power up to use because it just gives the opponent full boost for X number of seconds, mm-hmm. um, and then it gives them full boost at the end. But mm-hmm. what I've realized what you can do with it is if somebody is trying to steal your boost. And they're going towards a boost after making a commitment and they're ahead of you, you can use that. They drive over the boost because they're full boost, so the game doesn't recognize or doesn't allow them to take it. And that boost oh, so is you yours. Keep your boost. <laughs> so you just steal the boost from them by giving them boost and interrupting the rotation. And That's it's amazing. It's really useful. I've done it so many times. 
and it's really good. Um, so it's not, it's the worst power up in my opinion. I don't actually know if it is, but I, it's the worst power up. Um, <laughs> but it still has its use. There's still a, a genuinely good time to use it that can, you know, give a save in two seconds, um, or mm. it can get a goal in two seconds or whatever else. Just by keeping mind in in mind that boost conservation, that boost starving, that all that possibility. But when compared to threes, you have to keep in mind all the things that you're keeping in mind in threes. And then you also have to look at the opponents, look at your teammates if you're not in comms and be like, okay, what do they have? What Based on how they're playing, what type of power do they have? Um, is it defensive? Is it offensive? Is, is it this specific one? And there's a good chance that as you get higher up, you'll start to recognize the patterns and behavior of people um, of people when they have a certain power up. So you can predict what people have, play around it, and then make sure that your power up is actually used defensively or offensively against those. <laughs> there's it's there's so many layers to rumble. It's it's crazy. Um, if you're aware of it, it can kind of be an overload. If you're not aware of it, then you're just getting destroyed by the people who are aware of it. And mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a game mode. It's a crazy game mode. Um, yeah, I didn't realize it. I didn't totally get it, but it's oh god, it's so good. It's so good. I hate it. I still kind of hate it, but I also love it. <laughs> I'm I'm getting over my prejudice. <laughs> Amazing. So the, after, yeah, because I remember when you streamed a lot, you'd always say like the last thing I want to do in life is rumble, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that a thing? Yep, I would and never play rumble. That was. Now I, you're kind of seeing the fun of it a little bit because I am. It's you know what it is. It's when you like experience a little bit of the theory. It's like a door is opened. You know like, exactly. Oh, it's not just randomness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm actually so happy that someone did this video because that just completely opened this this whole new game mode to me. And all the possibilities. And it makes the game so much deeper. And I love theory crafting. I love like thinking about where, where things are and what things should be done. Like, okay, in this scenario, blah, 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 blah. I, I love doing all of that. And in Rumble, it's just so much more in depth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I think there are definitely things that, um, like in a lot of games where complexity gets to a point that it no longer becomes interesting if that makes mm-hmm. sense yep like I, I i think uh there's a lot of games that will have um so much complexity that there's never a world where all of it is useful yep um and so it's like it's great that there's like creative things you can do but it ends up being there's still like a dominating meta because just some things are more useful or better than others yeah so you kind of you know when you have that vast amount of possibilities that's kind of what happens but in rocket league i think it's it's both the beauty but also also detriment that there is a limit to the things you can do in a standard game of Rocket League. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, well we've been pushing that limit mechanically and all those things. Um however, uh you know, I think it's definitely a game where you can't say that complexity is it's like a vast kind of sea, right? Um games like, you know, I'll, I'll take League of Legends or Dota for example, right? Mm-hmm. Um Regardless of what you want to say, just the fact that there's so many, you know, heroes or champions or whatever you're going to call them means that there's going to be so much random complexity and such a mm-hmm. vast array of things. Um, but there still will be dominant things that, that you know, partake over that. While in yeah. Rocket League, uh, you... Mastering skill is important. Ideas of strategy, ideas of teamwork is important. But individual kind of complexive creativity... Um, does hit a ceiling at some point right mm-hmm. it's not so vast that you can continue to search for it and i think rumble does a good job of adding okay let me is it what five or six power-ups uh um, i don't know am I wrong about that i, I don't think know you're low i'm low it's higher than that okay regardless we have a bunch of power-ups now that we can experiment with it completely change the way we think about the game mm-hmm. um and i think that's amazing um i don't think I think Rumble could definitely be like if there's someone who wants to kind of create Rumble tournaments, it could be like a cool side thing. But I'll never, I never think it'll be the the main competition. I will say that much. Uh, yeah, I I think I'd agree with that. I would like to see tournaments because it actually is very interesting. And there was that one Johnny Boy tournament. I think it was yeah, a yeah. show match that was 
really, really interesting to watch. I really enjoyed that. Um, I think it was last year at some point, and that was really cool. Um, but there, I don't think I've seen anything since or mm-hmm. before, uh, which is kind of a shame because you know it was such a such a cool and unique experience to watch that. Um, side tangent, though, I'm wondering how good Rumble players consider the uh, that game mode that was implemented. Uh, the you know the weekly game mode or whatever the little limited time thing that uh, Sionis yeah, yeah. did recently, where you had that choice between three power ups. Mm. Um, I'm wondering, I really wonder what they uh, what they thought about that, because I could totally see them really not enjoying it like at all, um, mm-hmm. just because it one limits choice uh, to forces a meta. Where it's like, oh, I got a tornado or I got a um, a speed thing. I'm just not using those in any case ever. <laughs> and then it, it diminishes rumble to spikes. Spikes, haymakers, plungers, and maybe ice. Um, so if that's... like, I, I could totally see them having that critique of it and not liking it because of that. Um, mm-hmm. But that kind of just also comes down to the dominant meta thing that you were talking about. And that's why I had this this thought um because it would create that dominant meta right it would be like okay all of these options are here let me just never use these ones because i don't want to and that just kind of feels really bad for the the beauty of rumble where you have to play around the things that you're given and know the situation that it's useful <laughs> right? yeah yeah there's a there's a lot more knowledge right mm-hmm. like i I th- I think that's the beauty of Rumble is it expands the kind of base knowledge base of the game mm-hmm. that you need, mm-hmm. um, because you know I think everyone by diamond should have a general knowledge of go back post <laughs> games and, How and maybe you would start hope. learning walrus. Well, I'm I'm, I'm I'm saying there isn't that much. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I think I think understanding you have to change your play as you move up the ranks is is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. To to match the, the the play that you're doing, but um, you know, rotate back post. If you're the closest to the ball, go for it, um, and uh, try to be consistent. You're mm-hmm. probably good. You know, like you can go very as relentless shows. You can go very far <laughs> with with just those things. Yeah. Um, and it, like you know, I I I I, uh, I kind of made fun of relentless at the beginning of of the episode, but I think that's where he beats me, right? Like I think there are certain things that I I even feel pretty comfortable to say that like I can pull off much easier than a lot of mm-hmm. like even even you apps, right? Like there's yep. certain things I can definitely pull off, but it's can I hit the ball a hundred times in a row exactly where I want it, right? And that's mm-hmm. you know what is the big difference between me and the people who are you know one or two ranks above me? It's literally that. Yeah. It's like out of the hundred times. I might hit it 70 times. They hit it 75 times, right? Or 80 mm-hmm. times. Um, and, and that's kind of that big difference. Well, you know, and and I think this is why I, I've had a little bit of a frustration with Rocket League at times, but it's also something that I understand is unlike other games where that kind of general knowledge can be upped, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think at Rocket League at the highest ranks, it kind of plateaus that aspect, the strategy aspect, right? Um, I think maybe, maybe, you know, if maybe if you have a team and you're discussing strategy specifically or play styles, it can, it can, it can kind of be reintroduced in that way. But from an individual perspective for ranked, um, I think you hit a, uh, what's the, you hit, you hit that point where it's like, I can't, it's not, it's not like I'm missing some knowledge, right? You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a lot of other games where, where that plateau is way, way, way later in the game where where you can be one of the best players but it's like i still have so much more to learn about the actual individual kind of tactics and strategies of the game Hmm. right while in rocket league you know it it definitely hits that point where it's like no you should pretty much understand most of it now it's can you do it consistently right and can you not let your emotions get in the way anyway yeah i think i figured out the reason i disagree with this while you're talking here okay um and it has to do also, with... So this the, is part of Rocket League Learning Corner now, by the yes, way. Yes, it is. Um, it, it has to do with the the fact that Rocket League is such a mechanical game. Um, and most Which pe- we know. Obviously. Yeah. Most people agree that it's like, oh, the strategy kind of tapers off at the upper end and the mechanical really 
is what the difference maker is. Um, mm -hmm. That's kind of like looking at it from the lower end uh, to the higher end. That's kind of what you think about. Um, and the, you know, I guess critique of the high end Rocket League that you have, it's like, oh, they're not rotating much better. Maybe they're rotating better than, than me, but they're not rotating too much better. It's just this mechanical ability and this consistency. Um, the big thing that I have that's against this that I've been trying to figure out for a long time, but I, and I think I just finally did, is that... Right now, in this conversation. <laughs> yes, yes, actually. Um, is that the, the strategy of Rocket League... Um, at a certain, like you can learn those basic things and sure you hit that strategic plateau and you're like, okay, I'm done with this. Now it's just mechanics. But the thing is, that's not true because your mechanics increase the level of strategy that's required. Um, it, 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 I, I think you're right. Cause it, like back to our rumble discussion, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you have that higher mechanical thing, then once again, you're opening up different complexities or different avenues. Exactly. So I, and like going back to Cruncho, mm -hmm. as I always do, because he's the high level player that's played with Justin. Um, <laughs> he's he, he like in playing with Justin, he was like, I didn't know where to be because I had to give him so much space and he just took it. That isn't um, Cruncho's failing of like not knowing the mechanics and not positioning for those mechanics. That's Cruncho not knowing how to position with someone at that highest level mm -hmm. of mechanics. Mm -hmm. So that's a complete difference of strategy that's brought on only because of mechanical skill. Um, if Justin was any lower at mechanical skill or any less consistent or couldn't air dribble across the field and flip reset off the backboard for a pass, that strategy isn't there. That's a completely useless uh, rotational understanding and like just general understanding of the game. Um, because why would you ever think that that could happen? But when that opportunity is there, when that mechanical chance and like ability is there, then the strategy changes. And that's why pro is so different from like even low SSL, high GC. It's because oh, that mechanic is there. That mechanical skill is completely expected. It's completely rotated around. And like, like, yeah, to your point, I think like I can even watch SSL gameplay and be like, It's just me in two years. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why? When I watch pro gameplay, it's like, what are they doing? You know, <laughs> that's mm -hmm. the difference, right? Yeah. I think I think that's a lot of times the difference. It's like SS. Like I think a lot of players, especially as they hit the higher ranks, are kind of like, yeah, the ranks above me seem pretty much the same. Just, just there's more pressure on you. Mm -hmm. But like the general things you're doing are not overly that different or they start to get different right it's mm -hmm. you know what here's the thing it's like i don't see games where where when i when i was in gc i actually finally saw games where you're like two or three players in the game were like I, I i stopped having an expectation as of what they can do because it was just like yeah flip reset double touch mm -hmm. you know another you know yeah uh another day in the office right and that's that's when that's when the the the, the uh, so i guess my joke about the ssl is is, is probably I, I definitely could not play at ssl no. um, <laughs> but but my, my point was is that it looked more familiar to me than than pro play yes um and i think yeah. that's a fair fair statement mm -hmm. uh and and like i'd even argue that some of the pro players playing in ssl i mean maybe if there's other pros in the game but i'd argue even that is different than actual pro play on teams it is 100 um which uh we can probably get into if you want here um not not necessarily the pro level but uh yeah. team team play so <laughs> so but unless I, you want to finish something first yes i was actually going to transition by finishing this um okay. and what i wanted to bring up was that one game that we played i think yesterday actually where yeah we were definitely the much better team like we're pretty much all close to gc or in gc um and we're playing at roughly a gc level gc level um and this other team that we were playing against was thank you abs thank you thank you for saying that you're welcome i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> um this team that we were playing against to say it lightly was not um they might have been like i don't know c1 diamond three who knows they were okay so they text me after uh-huh so two of the players were plot and one of the players were diamond. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Which kind of makes way more sense as to what the scores are. <laughs> yes. Like we didn't really have to try against the team. It was like, to be honest, um, or to put it, put it bluntly. Um, but they actually played much, much better in that second game 
Um, like in the first game we rolled them, it was just kind of whatever. Um, the second game, they were very good defensively, like for, for relative to that first game. And the reason for it is that they were like, wait, we can't read them missing the ball ever. They're just going to hit it. <laughs> so if we play as if they're always hitting it, then we can actually have a chance to save some balls. Um, save they some learned the that pretty quickly. Honestly. They did. It was really good. I'm, I'm like, I was surprised and very impressed by this team because it was really, really well done, especially if it was two plats and a diamond player. Like that was very impressive. They were playing up a lot. They made um, better adjustments <laughs> in their games than a lot of the other teams we played. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying like a, they felt like a D3 champ one team. It was because they made those adjustments and played around us and our ability and they played up extremely well. We still beat them by a lot, but it was like they were playing so much better in that second game because the they adapted the rotation and their strategy to be they are mechanical, they can hit the ball. So we just play around that. <laughs> Which, as you know, that adjustment completely failed when I was introduced. <laughs> of course, of course. He just he flipped where he said double tapped on them like it was nothing. It was just he's a GC no, player. No, 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 no. <laughs> But the joke is that I missed the ball, so they re- they adjusted to <laughs> they adjusted to everyone all the mechanics working out perfectly, and then I missed the ball and completely messed them up, and it worked. Um, which I laugh at, but I actually think so. Maybe we can get into this. I actually think that's why we beat the GC team so easily. Not mm. easily. I think that's why we beat the GC team. Maybe is I I think because I'm lower level than you and Ty. And I will sometimes be inconsistent. And on top of that, Wabs, you mm-hmm. can read if I'm inconsistent really, really well. Like there are so many times where like Ty has no idea where the ball's gonna go, but Wabs <laughs> is already knowing I'm missing. You know what I mean? And Wabs picks it up. And I think this is what really messes with the team because it listen, it's definitely me missing the ball, but it's executed almost like a perfect fake. Okay, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> And I think that's why we destroyed that GC one. I didn't say to destroy it. We, we, we did win pretty close, two pretty close games. But I think that was our advantage because if, if we were just a GC team, I think they would have actually read us a lot better. Mm. But because I would, you know, pull off a ceiling shot and have a pretty nice shot on net, <laughs> you know, and then maybe even like go for a double tap and like they had to save it but then proceed to miss the next three things. They really had no idea what to expect. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just completely faking them out. And it's great. Um, That that does make sense though, because it's just that expectation of, you know, mechanics changes the rotation to a very big degree. (laughs) It's because this is Ty sometimes got annoyed at like some of the diamond teams we played and they're just like, oh, they're just not hitting it. You know, like yeah. he got really annoyed. And it was that, except the difference was that because we're we're close enough in rank, right? We're close enough in rank that they couldn't really adjust to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I think with an SSL team, it doesn't matter if I miss the ball. Yeah. Because there'll be someone already like jumping for that. Like as soon as I miss it, you know, I was saying how Wabs is ready. There's going to be someone reading that better, you know, yeah. and already jumping on it. But they were just close enough that I think it actually really worked wonders on the calculators team that we played mm-hmm. against. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> and it's only because you're on my team, Wabs. Like, once again, <laughs> I think if it was like Ty and like Curse, not, not even like just any other player that's like equivalent to your rank, but doesn't, can't read me, I think it wouldn't have worked as well. Um, I also think that game, and this is maybe because I want to talk a little bit in our kind of Rock League Learning Corner about how we're doing the TELUS tournament. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, we have one. We're, we're pretty much halfway through and we're undefeated. So I think I think that's pretty awesome. Undefeated um, as in not a single game lost, by the way. Not a single game lost. Uh, we are there's Saint Saint. <laughs> like we're in the same conversation as Saint Clair's gaming. Okay. Heck yeah, Josh. Okay. <laughs> Uh, who Ty said would beat us handily, but still, we're we're in that they same will. kind of ranking. Um, hey, listen, Wabs, I can't have that kind of mentality, okay? Which I don't know, you're the one that thing. said we'd lose to an SSL team, and that's an SSL team, okay? I don't know, I didn't look at the ranks. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> is one of them GC3? We can beat them. Okay, uh, true, true. Um, no, no, but I, actually... I kind of sports psychology wise, I think deluding yourself to be able to think that you can beat a team that's significantly better than you is actually the correct method yes. of thinking about the games. I fully um, agree. <laughs> so, which is, 
vastly fascinating but uh maybe we'll talk about that some other time no i want to say we we've been doing very well we're pretty much any team i'm pretty confident we can beat most teams except for the top five i even think we mm-hmm. can beat virtual esports i think that's going to be like our biggest challenge if we if we get uh the virtual esports team that's just rank above us but um the teams above that it is if we get a game off of them i think we'll score but if we get a game off of them that would be something Yep. Um, I, and I did this a lot with uh, back when I was in um, the Brock Esports B team. Um, yeah, yeah. We were by far the lowest ranking team on, in pretty much like the uh, the tournament that we were in. Like, I don't know, having, uh, I think we were two C1s and a C3 at the time. Like, we weren't there because it was pretty much all G season up. Um, but we did actually take a couple of games off people. And that was my goal as like the team captain to be like, okay. We're actually playing well this game. Let's get a game. Uh, we don't worry about the set. We'll worry about that if we win this. Right now, it's just this game. And if we can take this game, then I'm very, very happy with what we did because that's a much better team than us. No, 100%. 100%. And that's how we're going to have to take it as well. But obviously, we, we should go in there playing like we want to win, not not yeah. like, oh, we're afraid. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's the worst thing we can do is be so... Like, there's a difference between being... being um, what's the word? relaxed and like a little cautious and being mm-hmm. defensive yes right? i think if we go into defensive um that we'll i have think already lost. That we have already lost yeah um but no i'm pretty i mean i'm pretty excited like i i don't make any qualms about it right i think we've done incredible in this in this tournament so far and i'm mm-hmm. pretty confident that if we don't face any of the top teams we can actually make it through but if we do we probably won't like that's that's really like if i'm being realistic that's kind of my approach to it that's fair. Um, however, we do make it through. We don't know how stack like the fact we have Saint Clair Gaming and Josherton and UAB all in the same, <laughs> like University of Alberta, all in the same group. Yep, means that if we squeak by in fourth, like some of the other groups might be worse. Is all I'm saying. That's true. Um, uh, so hey, listen, listen, never say never. Um, <laughs> but uh, what I want to talk about is specifically kind of what it's been like playing as a team. So I mm. think one thing that we've kind of ha- is happening a lot more is we are like, our team has become a team that does a lot of passing plays. Yep. And now whether this will continue when we play against better teams is another question, but we are still able to pull off a lot of passing plays even against that one GC team we played. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that is a good strength that like we are, I'm always actively looking for passes in these games. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something weird that happens where maybe it's because I have a lot more self-control when we're in a tournament match. Um, but when we play ranked, I'm always stealing, you know, Ty's boost, bumping into him, <laughs> and we're double committing on everything. And it's definitely my fault. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's definitely my fault. Um, and it's because I think for whatever reason in the tournament i don't find an urge to go faster like i'm pretty confident mm-hmm. i'm in the right spot and i hit the ball but when we're playing ranked especially when we rank up to like we're like we're playing essentially gc1 games right mm-hmm. um i think i make the mistake of thinking i need to be faster um and i don't put enough trust into you guys now obviously that's a habit from playing a lot of c1 c2 <laughs> games which i am currently fair because uh, i've ranked back down to c2 here mm-hmm. um but when when i transition when i'm still playing with you guys i need to have that trust to be like okay no they got this so i'm actually going to slow down my rotation here a little bit or mm-hmm. i'm just gonna kind of glide back as opposed to like you know i'm going full speed let me jump over everyone trying to hit the ball. <laughs> um so i think that's something i'll have to work on myself so like it it makes me want to well a be in a higher rank because i think it would be more helpful for me to be able to play with the team like for me to practice it like closer to gc ranks than what i'm practicing now mm-hmm. uh from a kind of team positioning perspective but but be just be aware of that habit right and, and try to curb it uh, as much as i can yeah um I, I think a lot of it just comes from like you know the stress of like oh we're playing uh, a full gc team pretty much guaranteed when we're going into ranked um mm-hmm. and it's like well now i have to play up to gc when it's not like that it's more just like oh all i have to do is play pretty much the exact same because we're already playing at a GC level and I just have to make sure that my touches are correct. Um, also, I think that there's a weird thing where people in comms versus out of comms, um, 
when people are out of comms, they're a lot more chasey is what I've noticed. And like just mm. instantly so challenge we, all the time. So when we play, like when we play our tournament games, like we're actively calming as opposed to when we're playing ranked. No, I'm talking about other people, uh, the oh. opponents. Um, people that are, are calming are less likely to um, instantly challenge from what uh, I've seen and are more willing to give space because they're, I think, more trusting of their teammates to, you know, do the proper thing and defend properly and be like, okay, I can just wait for the touch and then get the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, while in like randoms, when people are queuing random, um, they'll just kind of turn and go for something and be like, oh no, if I give space, then we're going to go scored on because I can't trust my teammates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever reason it might be. I, I, I have noticed that that's a thing where you generally get more space when playing against people who are calming. So that's uh, an interesting thing that you that's like maybe forcing uh, a different sense of gameplay and a more sense of urgency. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like they actually put more pressure in individual rank games, but that pressure is putting them out of position from like a team sense. Yes. But it's a different thing to play against. Like you do yeah. have to respond to it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can respond to that, then you can just kind of, you know, trample because it's like, oh, this guy just instantly challenged and I got a good 50. My teammates rotating in to take that free ball instead of me going for that, uh, going for the dribble afterwards. And now it's a 3v2 or 3v1 versus um, us getting dunked on and scored on. <laughs> mm, for sure. For sure. Um, and this leads me, I guess, uh, to kind of talking a big aspect of our gameplays, we have a lot of passing plays that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually found myself in ranked using a lot more passes. Ooh, like, I good. don't think you realize, I don't think I realize how actively, like, I we do it as a team naturally. Um, not in our ranked games, but in our tournament games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's a weird thing, because, like, I found myself seeing those passes more and just, like, hitting those passes and getting a lot of free goals Mm -hmm. like if your team is and it's interesting because i kind of have to have the approach that it's like okay yes like my teammate messed up the shot but that was still the better play in that position and so like i'll just give them 10 chances eventually they'll score it Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of the approach i've had but the reason i think it makes sense now is i finally because i played with with our team for telus here so long in the in the canadian tournament um that I now have the confidence to look up the field, see where the person is, and then hit it where that person is, mm-hmm. which is not something I've looked for passes before, right? And I kind of started doing, I think I'm sure we talked about it when I kind of entered C1, I like I would start looking for passes more. Yep. But I think now that I've actually had the chance to kind of practice them, if that makes sense, like practice looking up instead of just looking at the net all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Where you want to shoot. Um, but actually kind of being like, oh, you're right there. Let me or even knowing, right? Sometimes I'm not looking at where what the what feels going, but I'm like, okay, I'm pretty confident that if I pass it in now, my team is gonna get there first. Yeah. Just having that realization um and then executing it pretty perfectly has actually led to a lot of opportunities. Um, which makes sense because in all sports, passing is like definitely the way to make space and the easiest least amount of effort right yeah it just in rocket league you're so afraid of mechanical errors that you you forget to do it but it's like objectively way easier to pass and shoot than it is to shoot right at the net if you want to yeah. score a goal i at the point where i'm at um i very much think of just shooting as a mix-up like i will almost never just shoot <laughs> i will always just be thinking like okay I'll hit this ball probably backboard and either I'm going for the double or I'm leaving it and I don't care or I'm bringing it around backboard to double jump it out to my teammates um, not to go for like a doomsday dish or whatever else. It's like, because that, that's already defended. People are ready for that. People are very aware of that in a lot of ranks. Um, and defending... Uh, anything a- above diamond, like yeah. I think up to diamond, your your like regular shots and your mechanical like skills like your doomsday dishes your your air dribbles especially if you've kind of like max those experience max <laughs> those points out will will work right? yes they'll work if you can do it consistently they'll probably work almost every time mm-hmm. but you get to the point where people are like no just a re- like like here's the secret the higher rank you go up most things are defended just with a fast aerial <laughs> like <laughs> 
Yeah, it's very true. And so, and so if you see the person flying with a fast aerial, well, of course you're going to pass it because they're defending the net, right? They're, your natural defense is always the net, right? Mm-hmm. It's not your job to, like, you can, you, I think you can actually make the mistake of defending the player too much, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you go to defend the passing thing and then, oh, guess what? They're going to do the thing where they shoot. <laughs> yeah. That's when they get caught a lot of the time, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what I... <laughs> That's why I say it's a mix-up because the moment <laughs> I recognize that somebody's defending a player, it's like, oh, that's an open net and you're not ready for it. <laughs> so it's just a boom, um, which is really fun. But like going back to a bit earlier, like I, why I think it's a mix-up is because every touch that I do and I want to do is two touches, not me hitting it twice, which is a mistake that I think a lot of people make. It's two touches by my team. I am forcing two touches at least. Me hit, me hit, or me hit, my teammate hit. And that's on everything that I do. I may want to make sure that my teammate can get there first, or at the very least, at the same time as the opponent. Um, because so if from Wabs uses a lot of angles. I use <laughs> a lot of... There's, <laughs> well, a, there's yeah. a lot of give and goes with the wall and the ceiling, I guess. Like, kind of? Maybe, maybe the wall. Both, actually. Like, both. Um, if you ever see me go for a ceiling shot or go up to the ceiling, I'm never aiming for net. Unless it's like a cross map and I, I know my teammates are rotating back and I would have to just like, you know, maintain pressure and or maintain control so that my teammates can get in a defensive position. I'm not going for anything threatening. I'm going for the thing that's threatening down the line. Because I don't I think care. It's so, <laughs> I think this is so great because it ties in with, with our whole conversation today about like increased complexity, right? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think like... Anyone who's okay, so I'm gonna I'm bring it to FIFA here for a second. All right, anyone who's played FIFA, all right, knows that the easiest way to score in FIFA is when you have a breakaway of two players. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, because all you do is you wait till the goalie goes out to one player, and then you pass to the other player, and they score. Right. Yep. Um, and that's a simple concept, but I like I think in Rocket League, it's like, like once you hit a certain rank. Right, I'm saying like I'm saying C2 and above, shall we say? And I would argue that in C2, like I am definitely my passes and uh, my passes are definitely um, like I'm leading my team with my passes. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of have to pass in a way where they're like, "Oh, this is so opportune, I'm going to go for it," which yep. is fine. Which is the point. Which is I am at that rank, so I should be able to carry by giving them a pass that they they can redirect or they can take up the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that's a skill in itself that you can definitely up when you want to kind of bring a different level to your play. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. Like, I'm going to be honest, I would not recommend it under C2. Um, and even C2, mm-hmm. I'm a little meh on it. Um, but the reason I'm more comfortable with it is I feel like I've gotten more consistent at being very accurate with how I'm heading it to them. So mm-hmm. they don't have a lot. I'm making it a lot easier for them to do. And yes. now, one of the reasons this kind of passing got brought up is... Um, I've been watching a lot of Euro, uh, Euro 2020. Of course, there soccer, was. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and there was Switzerland just beat France. So there's like a big thing. They just beat the world champions so mm-hmm. in, the, in the knockout stages. Um, and there was a player, Jaka, who, um, who like they were comparing to Pirlo. All right. Sure. Um, and this is the reason. I mean, it's not really comparable to Rocket League itself, but it's maybe a little bit of inspiration why, why, why I think I'm doing a lot more passing. Um, and Pirlo's this player that literally like has the ball and there's almost like um invisible force field around him. Like he just keeps it, like no one can take it from him. <laughs> and then he is like the perfect quarterback. Like every pass is like precise purpose mm. and leads his team where they should go. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that's so cool to kind of think about that aspect of Rocket League of like, okay, yes, you've you've started trying passes. But now create passes that are is going to force your or not even force your teammates. It's going to enable your teammate to have a good scoring position. Yeah. Or and this is this is even this is where you know levels of complexity of passing. Right. Yes. Sometimes you have to be very accurate, and you're you're like aiming right where the player is, and you want to you want to give it to them just slightly in front of them so they can redirect it, or maybe you're going to hit them right at them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's other times. Where on purpose with accuracy, you'll hit it over them, maybe towards the corner slightly, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially saying, turn around and go chase that ball, right? You fool coming towards me because 
Mm. I'm going to hit in a way that's going to be away from the defenders and you're, you're going to have space to do something with it. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where your, your passing goes even up another level. It's like where you're accurately, you see where the defenders are and you're like, okay, if I pass it right now, it's going to be like a, a close 50, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where your own player is going back to it. But the other level is like, okay, I see where that defender is and now I'm going to pass it in a way where my teammate is going to be at an advantage and be able to do something with it. Yeah. It kind of forces the opponent to commit because they're playing for the pass. And then it gives your teammate that opportunity to not commit and then go a second later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it it's even like, I I think especially it's like, cause I, these are concepts that in sports, like I, I've, I've very much known. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but you can condition your teammates. Yes. <laughs> um, and essentially if like everyone's like, okay, well like, Passing never works, you know, never works in Rocket League, right? People are saying, like, you know, there's no real point to, like, kind of passing in the sense and, like, in, like, that kind of traditional sense mm-hmm. um, because they don't react to it, right? But I'm going to be honest. If you send pretty much the same ball to a player, like, five times, eventually <laughs> you're going to start cutting, okay? They're like, oh, this person keeps hitting it right to me. I'm going to try to redirect, right? <laughs> like, uh, 100% when you're C2, everyone's practicing the redirect pack at least once in their life, okay? Yep, that's they probably true. play a little bit of free play. They can probably kind of redirect the ball. So, like, after a couple chances, they're like, okay, oh, yeah, I'm going to start redirecting this ball. <laughs> I'm going to bring it around. Um, And... Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's kind of like the new the new aspect of the game that I'm very much looking more at is is trying to be accurate with that passing, mm-hmm. uh, because I think it opens up a world of possibility. Now, you know, it's tough when your teammates don't go for the ball sometimes, right? Yep. Um, but that is also you recognizing your own teammates' play style. So, um, I think there's a difference between blind passing and passing with full knowledge, right? Yeah. Usually when you are clearing, when you are defending, you have more knowledge of where everyone is on the on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's when you're attacking in the corner when you probably have the least amount of knowledge, right? Yes. Um, because you're naturally, like when you're going towards the corner, you're naturally not facing the field. So you don't really see anything. You, know, you kind of turn the corner and then you look, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have like a split second to decide how you're going to, whether you're going to pass or whether you're going to go to the net. Um, but I think sometimes on defense, you have a lot, like a lot more options um and sometimes a little more space like a little bit Mm -hmm. i mean a little bit i mean very little but like a little bit more right but at least you have the knowledge of where the opponents are so um you know i think i think kind of looking at the game as like okay hitting it in so there's kind of different ways you can look at it you can like okay i mean shoot a net right that's always one option Mm -hmm. i can look for a teammate and pass it Mm -hmm. right and then if you don't see a teammate but you don't really see a good shot either I can just hit it in space. And what that means is I'm going to hit it far enough away from the net where they can't immediately counter with it. Yeah. But I know I'm in a position where I have to hit it. You know, like there's certain times you're like, I just have to hit the ball right now. So let me hit it in a place where it's going to take them a while before they regroup. Mm -hmm. And let me say with the, with space, um, I do this all the time, uh, at least where I am. When I know that my team doesn't have boost. Like I'm actively looking for this when it's like, oh, I'm kind of low on boost. I have like, I don't know, let's say 30 in net. Um, I know that somebody just took that back corner and they t- like the opponents took our close back corner. My team will be boost starved or is being boost starved at this point or like, you know, before then. Um, so what I try to do is just hit it as hard as I can towards the opponent's side of the field. I don't care if it's towards the net. Honestly, most of the time I don't want it to be towards the opponent's net. Um, because there's if they're rotating back then it's easy and they can turn on a, a counter attack so instead i'll just hit it to the corner and be like okay if i put this to the corner they can't do anything with this because if they touch it then it's going to the wall and it's probably rolling out in front of net or it's going directly to the net and that's just bad for them they don't want to do this so what they have to do is let it bounce let it bounce go up the wall and then do something with it afterwards they can't get a good uh like turn and uh, counter attack with that because anything that they try and do with that counterattack is actually more threatening on them than it is on us. Mm. So that's why hitting it not towards the net, but rather towards the corner is extremely good in scenarios like that, where you need time and you need to like alleviate space, at least for teams that don't necessarily know how to get rid of that. And that's like, you know, they might figure out how to, 
play around it in like GC or something, GC one, GC two, maybe a bit higher. Um, but that is a very good idea pretty much up until then. And you'll figure out how to play around it afterwards. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So yeah, I think cool things. And, and I think as my passing gets more accurate and as I kind of see the play in that sense of thinking of like, okay, where do I want to put this ball? And, and, and then actually being able to do it mechanically, I think it definitely opens up um, for, for, for a lot of just the hitting to be more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I think sometimes we, we get to the point where it's like, okay, like chase ball. Right. But if you can chase ball and be like, okay, I'm beating the person to the ball. What do I do now? Right. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have a choice, right? Like that's why pressure is so important because it, it forgoes the choice. It's like, no, you just have to win this 50. You don't really get to choose where to put the ball. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how RV plays a lot, uh, yeah. especially fairy peak. Fairy peak plays in a way where he's essentially saying, okay, everyone at pro level is going to be there. <laughs> it's going to be challenging <laughs> me. So I'm not going to be able to do anything anyway. So let me have this 50 that is at least not going to put it threatening on our net. And that that's a lot of what that's a lot of like fairy peaks, I guess, special ability mm-hmm. is to, is to create fifties that essentially loses, but lets his team gather up. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, so, um, but you know, you're probably not at that rank. You're probably, there's a lot of opportunities where, especially when you have too much space, you're like, I don't know what to do with it. It's like, well, first have the mechanics to do something with it. But then on top of that, hit it where you want to hit it and know yeah. where you want to hit it. Yeah. It's not just having the mechanics to be able to do it. It's having that understanding and like game knowledge to know that you can do it and that you should. And you should look for your teammates and try to lead them somewhere. Yeah. You know? Like, I think that's really key in passing. Yeah. Um, not that final, I'm ever going to do. Of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. Final point. Final yeah. point. Go. Um, we can talk about this like more in depth next week or I don't know, whenever we remember to talk about it. Um, but you mentioned that thing about just information, especially in the corner. Um, like, you know, you obviously if you're attacking and you're towards the corner, you just don't have information of the game unless you're, you know, mentally tracking and that's not confirmed information. That's like possible information. Um, so you don't have any information. Let's just say like, that. uh, <laughs> and this is pretty much the entire point of, um, why people want to do and will fare like why a lot of coaches will very heavily be like rotate wide. You want to rotate wide, cross ball. You want to rotate in a way that you can um, not be near the play if you're going out, specifically so you can see the field and see where everyone is and know where things are so that you do get, like have that certain information rather than possible information. Um, and that that's like one of the biggest reasons why you should be rotating wide if you're not already doing this. It's entirely based on actual game knowledge um rather than like you know me expecting something to happen so it's like yeah he's probably waiting down in mid so i can just hit this hard because i'm in the corner and i don't actually know where people are um meanwhile they're both rotating back and the opponents get a free shot on goal (laughs) um so but if you're rotating wide it's like oh i see where every single person is cutting works Mm. but you have to know when to cut otherwise you want to know where things are A hundred percent, hundred percent. So I hope you enjoyed uh, our discussion on, on kind of all the things we talked about today. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think we'll we'll wrap it up here. Uh, I'm gonna try to get a guest on to join us next week's app. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes, um, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more. I mean, if it works out, it works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, we have that tournament coming up, and so that'll be exciting. We'll see. That's how that this works Saturday out. at what p.m.? Eight p.m. Eastern time. Yes. Uh, as always, it's kind of usual time. Uh, I haven't really touched it because we usually have enough people in, you know, able to do that time. You know, it, it kind mm-hmm. of, you know, someday we have to do EU, but like the problem is like whenever we do an EU tournament, there's a lot less signups. So, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, it's hard it's to. A, it's a, it's like you have to pee. You want you want to make sure not just a piece. You want to make sure that 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 the EU audience is included, but it's also uh, difficult from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, no, regardless. Um, I'd like to kind of end the show by thanking our patrons uh, who've been supporting us. And um, we're hoping you're enjoying the pre-shows and the Rob and Kyle, the most recent Rob and Kyle that was released. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to be part of the Patreon, I suggest waiting maybe to July 1st 
uh, so you're not double double charged. But definitely July first, if you you want to get some of that action, no no ads as well, mm-hmm. um, and and our bonus shows, uh, feel free to do that. Special shout out, special thanks to our roll call patrons of Cursor, Glorious Zombie, Paint Raz, Psychmopco, and Vance. You guys are all awesome. Thank you so so much for your continued support. And my homework, should you choose to accept it, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is a is a quote I want you to think about. It's a quote that um, one of the uh, one of the stories I was uh, telling the class we uh, we talked about. Um, it was it, this was included, um, and I think it's good. It's something you can maybe think about. Um, but it's someone defining what being smart is. Okay, Ooh. so your homework is to kind of think about this quote and you can agree or disagree with it, but I think it's, it's definitely to think about um, is the person that this, like this, this biography was about said that for him um, being smart is defined by uh, knowing what you want and then pursuing it. That is the definition definition of smartness for him. So I'll let you, your homework is to mule over that. Think about, if you agree or disagree, or I just thought it was a good quote. It was an interesting, mm-hmm. interesting look. So uh, I'm sure Wabs will have a million things to say about it, but we're not going to give him any time. I want Perfect. you to think independently. <laughs> um, and and maybe maybe in a pre- if you remember it next week, maybe in the pre-show we can talk about it. But Sounds good. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you My so much, homework everyone. to you before we really get off. Go play Rumble and oh, take boy. it seriously. That's all. Goodbye, everybody. Wait, what was my home? Wait, what was? What did you say? <laughs> Go play Rumble and take it oh, seriously. Okay. Think gotcha. about it. Play Rumble. It's it's fun. That's okay. all. Okay. Oh, why well, this man's a convert? I'm a convert. Um, <laughs> all right. See you guys. Bye. Bye.